This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Shake them ropes. Jeff Hawkins, Chris Novembrino back for another week of fun and hilarity and snark. Lots of snark. Uh, This week's show brought to you again by Manscaped and MyBookie.ag. More on them later. Chris, I spent the last 15 minutes of SmackDown in the Thunder Day. What was it like? Well, you know, Tina Turner was singing, We Don't Need Another Hero. (laughs) And all we want is to be beyond Thunderdome. No, um, a little annoying. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it, it's it's nice to be able to watch the match. And I like the feed of the commentary in my ears as opposed to like on my speakers on my TV. It was very nice. But there there's an obvious producer in there who's just giving way too many stage directions. All right. Keep the energy up. Energy up. Let's see you're booing. See you're booing. Okay. We got the yes chance right now. Everybody do yes chance. You know, that kind of stuff. And it's really, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a detriment, but overall, you know, it, it's a cool way to watch. It, it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, dude, I'm sitting alone in my house and you want me to cheer. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, it, maybe it's an age thing. Like, you know, this is made for 13 year olds when their demo is 49 and over, but it, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, it's kind of a cool experience, but at the same time, it's like. It's like being in a TV show and having somebody in your ear, yeah. you know, giving cues and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm surprised that there's still when you told me you were going into the Thunderdome, I was surprised that they're still actually doing real humans in the Thunderdome. I just assumed that like they had gotten all the various panels they needed and had those stage directed in at this point. You know, you really don't need to have people in the Thunderdome. No, because they're already don't. they already have the canned response in there, and you can hear right. it because you can hear the, you know, okay, there's a this is awesome chant going. Everybody do your this is awesome stuff in on TV. You know, there's a yes chant that the you know button number two, yeah, yes dot wave is is going on in the Thunderdome, and they want you to do it along with it, which is weird because they also want to have access to your microphone, and I'm like, they're not piping us in. I don't think. They're just using the canned noise and stuff, but you know it's it's an interesting to, way to watch wrestling. I'll give it that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's certainly interesting to have some firsthand reporting on it because yeah, just it, this process strikes me as strange this far into the game. It just seems like why not have the audio cues because they're pipe. Your point, piping in the audio. Why not just have video that corresponds with the audio? So that you're getting the response you want at the time you want it, at the intensity you want it. Like, this show is so heavily produced at this point and not really allowing for organic, meaningful audience feedback. Just get, just program in the response you want then. Uh, we're on video and giving you all the responses you want as well over at the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh <laughs> I upload this every week. It's the easiest upload I do every week <laughs> compared yeah, no, to the I find audio. The video upload for don't worry about the government to be the easy part, and like the hard part's the audio. 
Yeah, and uh, I am now a year older. Thank you for those of you who uh, sent birthday wishes. Chris did not, but that's okay. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so we're bringing that up on air. We're bringing that up on air. I actually had like a like a like a heartfelt moment with you prior to the show, but like, okay, no, no, that's that's cool. That's cool. Sorry. No, uh, no it's fine. No, it's, no. It's your, no, it's your birthday. So it's okay. I'm fine with it because it's your birth. You're one year older. Happy birthday, oh, I, Jeff! I'm too damn. You're a, I'm you, too you're damn. a valued friend. I appreciate no. our time together every week. <laughs> yeah, I'm too damn old. I'm too damn old to be doing wrestling podcasts. I think. I, it's, Apparently it, I not. Think, you're still here. Uh, I'm still here. Well, you know, find another. You know, you and Cody could do this podcast. Oh, just new, Cody man. big leagues me all the time. Cody, as well, know, he like, I have a very busy schedule. Yeah, all right, yeah, sure. he has a life. Probably, you know, you know doing dungeons and what, whatever. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! If you want to complain about Chris's hatred of Dungeons and Dragons, you can tweet him at dwatg. Roll a twenty-sided dice before <laughs> tweeting. Yeah, yeah. Roll for uh, what, what do they call it? Priority initiative Dex, or some shit. De- initiative. You know, roll for initiative. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Whatever it is. Roll for. All right. Now, Hawkins. Hawkins. I need you to be very quiet right now, for a change. Because okay. you're always talking. I just need you to bring. Yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. Bring it down. Bring it down. Listen. Can you hear it? No. Okay. Well, all right, all right. So, this is the Gibson Les Paul. It is known for its sustain. You, they, they say you can just you can play a note and you can just hold it, and and and, and the sustain just lasts forever. Okay. Yeah, you just you just hold it. Can you hear it? No. But you could. It, it, I, yeah, but, 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 you know, that's from Spinal Tap. You said you only saw that movie once. I, and I saw it like about 10 years ago. Yeah. For the first time. I, you know, I finally I, get I, this I, Les I, Paul. I get this Les Paul and I finally get to do the, I the sustain joke and like you, you take, take all the no, joy I, of living from me. Look at this Les Paul. Hawk. I, I at, told look you, look, I told you this week that Spinal Tap is kind of a blind spot in my comedy knowledge because I just never was that interested in watching it, to be honest with you. Because I'm not a big Rob Reiner guy, to be honest. But it was just, it was also it's just... A, it's a movie about politics. Or no, it's a movie about music. It's not about, Paul, it's not yeah. about Reiner's no, politics. No, 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 no. I, no, I don't like Rob Reiner as a filmmaker. But it, it, but it's also, it was just one of those things where I never got around to it. I, I Somebody actually bought it for me and I never got around to it. And I don't know why it's just, it's a movie. That's a, everybody has a movie that everybody else has seen, but it's a blind spot to you. What's yours. So I can do references to it. Um, no, I've seen every movie. <laughs> uh, okay, fine, fine. I'll, I'll figure out. I, I had a lot of free time in my twenties. You have a well, you have a lot of free time now. That's how apparently. I keep up with all the new movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen new movies uh, along the way. But uh, anyways, <laughs> getting to our news. Turner Broadcasting in the NHL announced a deal on April 27th, which is which had been rumored. Seven-year contract that includes games on TBS, TNT, Bleacher Report, and HBO Max. Now this is going to be interesting because hockey. 
on ESPN is ratings death, which is, and on talk radio is ratings death. And I think AEW has better ratings than anything the, the NHL would get for the playoffs or for a regular season game. Uh, we will see if they have to move things around, but it's also interesting because it was assumed that NBC universal was going to get this deal. And that's one of the reasons why NXT was moving to Tuesdays to give the, when the usual Wednesday night on the former NBC sports hockey game of the week to USA. Anything well, going to be, it's going to be an interesting decision time then for people in WWE land because you've had a, just an interesting sample of ratings from AEW over the last two weeks. Is the real AEW the one above what we have referred to as the Mendoza line of like 1 million? Or is the real AEW something closer to the numbers that we saw AEW bring in this week, um, which was under a million? Um, 835,000. Yeah. But that was was also against Biden. Ratings juggernaut Joe Biden. Yeah. I I mean, uh, I mean, it's still, it's still sufficient enough. I mean, even though, even though it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the usual because first year presidents don't do state of the unions. They do an address to Congress. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't, but I mean, it wasn't. I mean, two million more people watched Biden than watched the Academy Awards, which had its worst year ever as well. But it was sufficient enough. You know, the civic-minded audience of AEW dynamite. Yeah, how do you do, how I do, guess. do numbers? I like. I actually don't know. Uh, Eleven million. Okay. I, I mean, it might it might have nibbled on the margins of the AEW fan, um, but you still would hope for them to be. I don't know, closer to like just shy of a million rather than back down into the 800s. Um, Right. Especially because they were like at like, what, 1.1, almost like 1.1? Well, NXT didn't set the world on fire either because... No, I'm not not defending. uh, And what I'm I'm bringing up AEW's ratings not as a like dunk on AEW. What I'm bringing up is if NXT goes back against AEW again... They won't. I think position. they're done. I think they're done doing that because they're just, they'd get killed at this point. I think I, I yeah, do. I, I think, think this is, I, I think so. I mean, the only reason you do that is because NXT stinks right now. And so it's maybe best function for WWE as a broader ecosystem is, as a heat sink to AEW. NXT was down about a hundred thousand as well. 744,000 viewers. Uh, AEW is going to have another problem in the next month, month and a half because the NBA playoffs and they're going to be moving all over the place to accommodate those. Oh man. Yeah. So man. So they had this great show not that long ago and they had like Shaq and they're like, they had this big ratings pop, but now they're in this. Now they're in a schedule that basically makes it impossible to gain momentum. So AEW's best hope right now, if you're getting moved around constantly for the NBA playoffs, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm, you know, how are you going to pick up ratings from week to week? Um, people need to have ritual. People need to know to tune in on Wednesday nights at a set time. If you've got a really hot product, um, then people need to come back week to week. You don't want to be searching. I remember that used to happen a little bit with WCW and like a little bit. 
ever so slightly with like Monday Night Raw when the Westminster Dog Show and like other stuff used to preempt uh, Monday Night Raw back in the day. Do you remember <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, well, I, I think the Westminster Dog Show was the only thing that would definitely preempt it. I think there was one time when the U.S. Open may yeah. have done yes. it. Yes, yeah, definitely. I remember the U.S. The, Open as well. It would be like you'd see the ratings for Raw and then they'd put the dog show on and the dog show would like triple the number and you'd be like, damn, USA, just put a dog show on every week. <laughs> People like dog shows. Um, People do. It, yeah, no, but I, I think when you're trying to build like a ratings momentum, what they need is like eight to 12 weeks where they are on at the same time, same channel every week. Uh, and it seems like this current schedule coming up here with the NBA playoffs is going to make that a little tricky. Uh, NXT UK has canceled the takeover that was scheduled for Sunday, June 20th, 2021 NXT UK Dublin. Uh, I think that's a pretty wise move. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. Um, no, the, the global yeah. numbers for the pandemic are, you know, at, at current all-time highs. Um, it's just, like, less in the United States, but it's certainly yes. affecting a number of different countries, you know, overseas and that sort of thing. So uh, running a show in the United Kingdom right now is just not tenable. Uh, a little bit about last week's news. This from the Wrestling Observer. The day after John Cohn was relieved of his duties in talent relations, decision was rescinded and he was put back in his same position and is actually higher up on the totem pole because of those in the department who were let go. He was never let go as he was going to stay with the company and remain a referee either way. Also, kind of newsworthy, Jason Jordan has been promoted to lead producer, the role formerly held by... John Laurinaitis, before he was moved back to talent relations. Adam Pierce is now director of live events, which means he'll be overseeing house shows, which means house shows are coming back, I guess. Michael Hayes used to be in that position. Interesting. Um, These are, this is not the big, the big news of the week uh, in personnel that I was thinking of Uh, the Drake Wirtz situation. Has anything official been done on that? I don't know anything official has been done on that, but I mean, I okay. think something's probably going to come down at some point here. I I think they're keeping Drake because he's too good of a ref. <laughs> I just, it's, I mean, he, they've suspended him before. Well, he's been, you know, I mean, I, th- this, here's what I think is happening. Um, he has been sort of quietly demoted. Um, I, I think that his uh, political activism is spilling into the workplace. Um, and I think that that is sort of, and I think what we saw this week in the city council, for those of you who are not familiar with this, there was an incident this week where Drake um, Wirtz called into the Jacksonville city council. Am I correct? Jacksonville? Yes, I believe yeah, so. It's like, it's like the Jacksonville County Commission um, against a mask mandate saying that masks are um, bad for children and help enable uh, sex traffickers to smuggle children using mass. And he was basically some some stuff that people. He had a bit of a breakdown during that, as yeah. I recall too. That, all, yeah, know, that also the... happened. And 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 see what I think is happening. And, and this is why I, I bring it up and why I do think something is going to occur is that I think that this has been spilling. Also, he was wearing an NXT T-shirt while doing this, um, which I think is mm. an- another part where this becomes very hard for the employer to ignore. I think that this has been spilling into his professional life. I think that's why he got demoted. I, I think you can kind of see like a-, a trend line here of 
Drake's political <laughs> activism on this stuff uh, is, is he's not able to separate from his professional life anymore. And that happens sometimes, but then companies, you know, usually part ways with, ways with those people. Andrade El Idolo, which is going to be his new name uh, until signed by another company, versus Alberto El Patron has been announced for a July 31st show in McAllen, Texas, where my parents used to live. That also includes the former Primo, Epico, and Kalisto. Most people's 90 days is up over after July 14th, I believe it is. El Idolo can work now, and I believe he's working a, a Mexican promotion, but don't quote me on that, but... Really, your first big match back. I have I have no love for Alberto El Patron. That's a guy who has got every chance in the book and has now shown himself to be kind of a scumbag. Kind and of. I, just, just, just like slightly. I'm trying to temper it because no, I don't I mean, want- <laughs> the dude was born on third base, thought he hit a triple. Um, yes. Totally underperformed. In his WWE career, yes, like some of it was not great, but like he didn't do himself any favors in a number of different situations during the negotiations. He got brought into Lucha Underground, was hard to work with for the Lucha Underground producers. He then, you know, decided he wanted to do the AAA thing. He was painting the ass in AAA. Like everywhere this guy has gone, he's acted like he's just like some great world champion. And I've seen this guy have three and a half to four star matches at peak. Like, like he never had like this razzle dazzler for me where I was like, Oh man, this guy, Alberto Del Rio, he's really got it going. Uh, I thought he was probably the most compelling when he was sort of doing the baby face character. Yes. Thing. Like, yeah. yeah that, that was probably the best iteration of him. Um, the heel <laughs> stuff was Largely propped up by uh, the other guy, the the announcer dude, uh, Rodriguez. Um, uh, Roberto Rodriguez. R- R- yeah, Roberto Rodriguez. I thought really was kind of like propped up. Albert, to- is it? No, it's Roberto. R- yeah, Ricardo. R- yeah. Ricardo. Ricardo. Rodriguez? Thank you. Yeah. 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 I should so, know like, that. I, I, you know, I Del Rio exists, um, and he's always been like this real middling dude, and I and I just don't see, I see no urgent need. To uh, you know, I, I was he canceled? I don't know, but like, like, let's use the word uncanceled. I see no reason to uncancel uh, this dude. Yeah, being difficult doesn't make you a scumbag. I was thinking more of the extracurricular stuff that he was known for, the page stuff. The yeah, you know, yeah no, that, that and, kind of well, thing. but that's on top of it, right? So like, he's yeah. a hard guy to work with, and he's also like an extracurricular jerk. So look, I will, jerk. I will bet that that show gets canceled because they're trying to hold him up for money. I, I will bet that. I just, it's ah. Uh, that's well, okay. Wanna, so, like, uh, we can play the game of like, does he actually make the show? Because, like, you know, in, in a fantasy world where every one of these people you named off actually showed up and turned in a good performance, this would be a jammer of a show. I'm like, for like a low level indie lucha show, like, you know, Primo and Epico are still pretty decent. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 the other one, uh, Callisto. Callisto. Callisto's good. Sa- uh, Samurai, Samurai Del Sol. He'll probably go back yeah. to that. Samurai Del yeah, Sol is you know, awesome. Like, you know, like this. This is actually a pretty good indie show. It's just like I don't know that I expect <laughs> Del Rio to make it. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. <laughs> who knows if he wants to wrestle anymore? That's that's the other thing. Is like he. I don't think he, he was exactly the hardest. He he does it because that's the only way he knows how to make money. It's not like this guy's gonna yeah. get into insurance. 
I want that. State Farm representative, Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, he, he breaks your arm and goes, well, fortunately, it's insured. He's bilingual. We could have him open up an office. The State Farm does the same thing WWE does. <laughs> Look at him. He's tall. He's good looking. Let's give him a brokerage. That's you know, the tall, good-looking thing. I when I worked in an insurance company, they definitely promoted one dude specifically because he was tall and good-looking. It looks good in the pictures. He yeah, looks you good know, in the he, promotional he looks photos. Like a manager. Yeah, well, that's that's got management material written all over it, right there. That's just a that's just a stand-up guy. And meanwhile, there's that dude who's just grinding, and it's like I got my nose to the grindstone. I don't complain. I'll be seen. What? No. Nope. We don't want to lose that guy's productivity. Let's promote Alberto Del Rio to sell life insurance and flood insurance in the in the Rio Grande. Every time he drives up, that catchy theme song of his plays in the background. <laughs> oh no, no! What they do is they uh, <laughs> they rent the expensive cars just like. WWE used to. And he comes driving along in his. Uh, <laughs> oh, look, Alberto came to work today that, in a that Lamborghini. That was the best part about Del Rio's whole oeuvre in WWE. So he had like a great theme song, like in, in an era where like not, most people didn't have a very good one. Like Del Rio's theme song was actually pretty dope. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. I uh, oh okay, <laughs> uh, some good stuff this week. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want some you to good, think wait, that the whoa, entire whoa, whoa. some good stuff this week. Some, yeah, there was some. With, with I her. mean, the Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Okay. Eva Valkyrie versus Mako Satomura was quite good. Okay, so the second half of the week made up for the the atrocious. Oh, first half Raw, of the week. Raw was Raw was was ter- terrible. Raw it was, was it, ch- like it was. It was bad. It was very bad in like a uniquely different way. Like I couldn't how? even arrive. How was at- it uniquely? How was it uniquely terrible? It's as about my to- emotional state. It's not about what was it. it this because what was on the screen. Like if we, as we'll go through it on the merits here. Like what was on the screen was not novel. But like the the feeling that I had at the end of this show. Like and I watched it sans commercials. I felt like I had been robbed of an hour and forty two minutes and like. I, I was actively waiting around the hour mark. Again, this is without commercials for this show to end. I'm like sitting here watching this and going like, how much more of this is left? And like, actually like head in hand, like staring at the TV, just waiting for it to come to its like piddling conclusion. This was just like a very bad show. Um, they've had a spate of those and I, and it's showing in the ratings too. I don't think like it is catching up to them. It, I mean, it has been catching up to them long term too, um, but but I do think you're starting to see like a little bit tighter of a correlation too. Before I get into that, let, let's do a read and then I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll respond because you're right. <laughs> Naturally, you're correct. But uh, let's talk about our sponsors, my bookie, racehorse or workhorse. Between the NFL draft and the Kentucky Derby, there is no shortage of odds, props, and horses to take advantage of and win cash at mybookie.ag. Kentucky Derby Saturday. It's awesome. I've been to one. It's quite a lot of fun. Predict who will go first or last in the draft and everything in between. Tons of props, tons of value, and it's all available at your fingertips now. Will it be Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson to the Jags? 
Spoiler, it was Trevor Lawrence. If you got a feeling, you can cash in on this and more at my bookie. Make sure you hit up the website on May 1st, that's tomorrow, for some freebies because they're celebrating the 2021 Kentucky Derby with a host of free games, spins, and chips available throughout the day in the my bookie casino. Whether you're looking for a legit blackjack experience fit with live dealers or just looking to bet on the next big event, there's only one place to do it, and that's my bookie. Sign up now with our promo code ROPES. To get your first deposit and matched up to $1,000, use our promo code R-O-P-E-S to get a free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. It's always good to start your day off with a win. It's rare that I get to start my day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie, mybookie.ag. Once again, code ROPES, R-O-P-E-S. And now Raw Talk. Yes, it. I when it started off with the two big men bickering and you just knew there was a can I coexist angle coming Braun being kind of a jerk <laughs> drew being a stupid baby face you know it's all these you know they only have three plays really yeah. they have the yeah, they have the right. two-on-one match they have the tag team partners who can't get along and What's yeah, the, the, two other guys, the two guys who can't get along go up against the tag team champions and maybe beat them. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, but, but outcome doesn't always, really yeah. matter. Um, no, I, I think what angers me the most about WWE Project and what like, leaves me with like the low, the low level of anger. Like I'm actually angry. It's not like a, I'm gonna punch you, buddy. Sort of anger. It's like a, like I feel cheated. But like what it is is that. What that cheat feeling is, is WWE wrestling is supposed to be a place where anything can happen. And WWE television right now, especially blue and red brand, but but also really NXT at this point, is a place where you know exactly what is going to happen next. And it, it's contra to the fundamental energy of what makes... It's kind of what makes AEW exciting. They sort of use certain tropes like the aftermath, like aftermatch, aftermath, uh, a little too often here. But yeah. at least AEW attempts to make wrestling sometimes feel like a place where anything can happen. And you never get that vibe on WWE television. And you even get that when they attempt to do a pull apart once a year. Uh, they only do it once a year. And when they do it, like everyone does it in this super rote way, like there's no sense of chaos. It's like, Undertaker here comes the down. security guys. Uh, they yeah. break free and they jump over the other security guys. Cause our security guys are inept. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, it's, I, this it's raw dumb. was just up. It was a bad show from beginning to end. There wasn't anything. Comp- we have, we have two Bechdel characters now involved in this Nia Jax thing. Cause we now have, uh, Angel Garza involved in it for the love of Nia Jax. Now, uh, <laughs> no, and, and like the increasing fascination of like who this company chooses to write through, like Nia, like r- putting so much plot through Nia Jax. She's really their favorite, other than Charlotte, like she's their favorite character to write for. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the Charlotte, the Charlotte Sonia thing wasn't good. I didn't no. think. No. Yeah, and 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 also just now Sonya's gonna. We're getting heel GM. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
Damn it. Which is going to take this show, this show which stinks, it's going to make this show that stinks worse. And the Because all the, heat's, all the heat's going to be on her for every decision made. And, oh, and, look and how she's screwing what, the baby faces. What's the problem with female heel GM? Uh, misogyny? Well, okay, so you have that. That is no. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good point too. But like, I, was I, thinking, I did. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't know your no, answer, so I took. No, a guess. no. I was thinking comeuppance. Like it, it's sort of the flip side of that. But like, how do you really actually usurp the power? I was like Stone Cold Steve Austin. If that's the whole point, you do heel GM. Stone Cold is gonna what? Come out and stun beautiful Sonya Deville. Oh yeah, that's that's gonna get over the baby oh, face. Sh- no, we're getting Stone Cold Mandy Rose. And Mandy Rose is going right, to come yeah, down. Yeah, she's going yeah, yeah, yeah. to sli- slip on the ramp. <laughs> Get oh, I, right. I, and that's the other thing. I don't think so based off of, uh, you know, Mickey James's comments this oh, good week Lord. about not doing a woman's television show. And so, the to your point, the answer, if you are going to do heel Sonya Deville as GM, which I do think they're going to do, the way out of that would be to build up a really strong female babyface character. Like, this is just kind of, like, playing with it here. Bianca Belair's opportunity to really, like, you know, usurp, you know, become, like, the main babyface in the company. Eh, just run with it, right? Well, like, I, I, thought Rhea, I thought Rhea Ripley might be a babyface, but it turns out... <laughs> <laughs> right, or, or Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley would be another good one where like Rhea keeps getting Sonya Deville upset and everything like that. Actually, would be a fun visual juxtaposition and would make some sense. But like you would, have but she's to a have- heel right now, which I didn't expect again in this six the six woman tag on on this Raw show. But she this was company also Ni- doesn't believe that women can deliver like that. I, I yeah. mean that that's that's sort of Mickey James's point about like why wouldn't they give them a one hour show, which is the thing I wanted, a thing at the time when you and I used to talk about other people did not want because they thought it would be diminishing the women, but like even the women wanted it. Uh, but this company does not believe in the women like that, so which is a, which is a no, shame. they have like, like it's, they have it's one story. They have one story for the women that is all women hate each other. Yes, and that's that's the story that they tell. I mean, that's the story they're telling with Charlotte and Rhea and Oscar right now. Because you can't tell who's who. They don't even really know how to build. No, like even Bianca. Like Bianca is sort of really only yeah. exists in so far as she doesn't like other people. Um, she's the like, EST. I'm the EST. Yeah, I'm the EST. I'm the EST. And, no, and, like yeah. all of them have bravado. Like they're strong because they have bravado or whatever. And mm-hmm. they all don't like each other. And like that's the whole that's the whole thing. Um, yeah. No, they they don't build up baby faces like that. The, the, this company does not believe in women talent like that. So, like, I think Sonya Deville as a heel GM will ultimately be a mistake because, like, the only way you'll ever get comeuppance on her is to have, like, whoever her heavies are get defeated. And that's always so unsatisfying because if, like, yeah. the mastermind keeps getting away, it doesn't matter how big or how menacing or how impressive the heavies were at that time. Like when the big boss gets away, like it doesn't mean anything. who's going to be yeah, who's going to be the talent that are her heavies. That's the, that's a good question that we haven't considered. Like who in this company has the heft to be <laughs> the Harris brothers. You know who it is. You know who it is. Baron Corbin. <laughs> no, who? You know who it is. Say no, it. tell me. Say, say I, I don't say know. I don't, I don't know who you're thinking of. I don't know who you're thinking of. It's Slapjack. No. 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 
We're sending Slapjack to NXT UK to replace Joseph Connors. That's that's what we're doing. No, no, that's we're not. He he's, he's gonna be. He's gonna get a major push. We're getting the three way dance heavy. between Reggie. Yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna Angel be Garza tough, and he's Slapjack. Gonna like, he's gonna be like. A, he's gonna be like an assassin. He's gonna be an assassin. Yeah, like James Tugs. Slapjack. Da 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 slapjack. Yes, yes. He needs the hockey mask and, and the Irish thing. Da 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 da. Oh dear. You know the old Cesaro entrance that, that he had too. Oh dear God. They already that have the be. music for this. It writes itself. Hold on. No, no, you can't because Slapjack's now a SmackDown guy. Uh, it is going to be Slapjack down. <laughs> I got. I got. I, oh. Get at me, writers. I can fix this program. I've already been in the DMs of a couple going. Chris has three volumes of slapjack ideas he'd like to present to you they right just now. Come to me. It's <laughs> this guy is such a strong narrative vehicle. The response, the exact response, was, "Oh dear God, no." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Um. Anything else of note on this Raw that I can't think of? Because it was just all about getting Braun in this stupid match. And it was just... You had to recap this whole show, right? Like, it was Braun now in match. Nia falls. It's funny because she looks the way she does. That's the yes. whole show. Yeah. Braun was stupid. <laughs> which we're just all about, oh, already overwriting that. Oh, and, Shane oh the Braun and Drew dynamic is obnoxious. The listen here yes. kid stuff sucks. Uh, like, uh, them, uh, like what else? What else happened? Did Mason T Bar? Uh, did, they did actually win by countout. Thank God. Like those. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that was at least. It was better than them losing, right? Um, and then I'm. Trying to see if there's well, no, else. no, didn't didn't uh, didn't Braun slam Drew and then they got the pin? No, is they, that lo- oh they, no? It was, okay. it was a countout thing. It was like a okay, yeah, they, yeah, they lost right. by, and then they, they, then they fought each other after the match. Uh, the only Lord. positive thing on this show is RK Bro. Um, the Randy Orton, and Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, especially if they do a more subdued stonery Matt Riddle rather than like the hyper, you know, like the way overbearing. Like, there's a little bit of a charm with Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Although, honestly, I like them more, you know, facing off with one another. So, like, that's, that's I'm trying to think of anything positive to say about that show. The RK Bro I, is the only. I howled at I howled at the comedic lo- I'm the, from the Earth, delivery dude. of what what planet are you from Earth. <laughs> Just immediately, Earth. <laughs> that was good. That was yeah, very I thought, funny. I, thought I, I liked the match, but overall, you know, the 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 uh, the histrionics of Randy after after you know Riddle celebrating and so that just uh, yeah, it was a little. All I'll tell you was okay. Was the uh, Umberto Carrillo Sheamus interaction? Sure I, sure, I I liked it, but I I don't see it going anywhere. I think it's going to be they, now Umberto's really going for the match, title. Though. Yeah, yes. I, I, like that match of backlash will probably over deliver. So no, like that, that's that's a match of backlash I'm looking forward to. Um, and, and I guess like, whatever the RK Bro stuff is, but like the, the I, other dude Braun Strowman done with him. Drew McIntyre, his character, like 
they have that one note. They have that one tone that they do with Drew McIntyre. He does that one promo. And it's good the first time you hear that, it. And that kind of weird, cocky, and it's self-deprecating. Sort of yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what am I going to do now this week? I, I bet you you're going to go this. I, and I know you're going to do that. And like he's sort of like too aware uh, and too meta. Um, and it, like there's a lack of earnestness. For McIntyre's yes. character, yes. for him that keeps him from being a real baby face. like like the best, not you know, not to be well versed in the history here, but like you know, when I think of like what made sort of those '80s baby faces, like what we think of as classic baby faces, like they're earnest, man, like they're feeling it in the camera, like they really want. I'm it. doing and this for the people. I'm doing you it know, for not- the people. Like I'm doing it for my mother. I love her so much. Um, like, like I, you know, I'm doing this for my little baby boy because I want him to be able to look at his dad and he's a champion. Like, like there's just like a level of like earnest non-meta-iness, and McIntyre's character's not really earnest. And he's super, like, he's halfway to saying, oh, I know I'm in a television show this week. But, like, and he I'm loves the company. Best. I love this company. Yeah. I love working for this company. Right. Like, it, right. And, and it's a company, not a sport, um, which is a small point of distinction, but I think it matters. Uh, like, the, the company thing moves you closer to the meta commentary stuff. You know who hates his mother is Slapjack. That's not true. That's not <laughs> What is wrong with you? Everything. I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna host these meetings from now on, so that when you do something dumb like that, I can mute you for five minutes. What? Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. You 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 can also produce this show and clip the audio. From oh, now I'm gonna. On. Pro- I'll, I'll produce it. I'll produce you right out of it, Buster. You keep that's it up. That's fine. I, I yeah. need the day off. Um. Subject rules. Uh, and and the <laughs> the other problem is if you are a com- WWE completist. As as all podcasters are, I guess I don't know. Oh yeah, you got got to do them all. I like to think of them as Pokemon, and if you don't catch them all, it's sort of stupid. And what's the point of living? But Tuesday, they're doing they're doing meta commentary on the can they coexist stories that they always run with the Drake, Killian Dane thing. And now I liked the first few beats of this NXT. I liked I liked the Drake Killian uh, Dane thing was like a way better version of. This though than they normally yes. do. Like, yes. like this, this no, is a, I agree. like this is actually like a different twist. I mean, they do this to your point. They do it a lot, but like this was like totally different. And I liked it, and I liked the test of friendship thing. And the French, because they were going to lose the match. What was important here is winning for them was staying together as a team. Like the win, the win for the team was that they stayed as a unit. Yeah, the uh, Alexander Wolf Imperium story. Uh, the tension there. I unless the the only way it would save it for me in terms of a story choice is if Alexander Wolf said I wouldn't use the chair because it's not sacred to the mat, like keeping in the Imperium theme type of thing, as opposed to this. Uh, my thing is, I think they're just going to team those two and they're going to break Wolf off from Imperium. I, I do. Uh, we're bringing back Sandy with uh, Drake, Maverick, Lead, and Sandy. <laughs> I love that theme. I like that. Theme. And then Nikki Cross can join too. She ain't doing nothing. Yeah, ah, no. Uh, br- bring it back. No, um, I don't hate it. Here's why. 
Imperium does the whole the mat is sacred thing. They they try to feign like they have honor or whatever. Here is Alexander Wolf actually having some honor and not hitting his friend in the back with a chair while he's on the ground. And he's going to get penalized for this by the heel stable, who basically views kindness as weakness. Um, yeah. So I think it keeps the heels strong. Um, I do. I What is disappointing, in my opinion, is that, like, it means that they may be abandoning ship on Drake Maverick and Dane in favor of Wolf and Dane. Yeah, and I, th- I, I think Drake Maverick's not long. Or Drake Maverick joins Imperium, which would, which I just... Would also be stupid. I, I don't think that, you know, oh, it, it, it's, it's a, to, but it's a total, the producers in the back who are all DX guys. Oh, let's put, the, let's put the small guy in a, in a sweatsuit <clears throat> type of thing. You know, the visual joke kind of yeah. move. I could see that in this company. Um, yeah, I liked Dakota Kai and, and Mercedes Martinez. It's just, I don't understand Raquel Gonzalez right now. Because she was total babyface last week and this week, total heel. And it's just, okay, so is, is is Martinez going to be babied a bit here? I, I didn't understand it a little bit. Um, it, yeah, but it I like the weird. match. It's just, well, it's also like they can't really decide what they're doing with Dakota Kai. Like, is yeah. Dakota a face? Is she a heel? Um, like, I think they're very into this Dakota turns on Raquel storyline. And it's a classic storyline. However, trying to deploy it in this current situation while you're going to still have Raquel have multiple title defenses. Yeah. It seems like a real problem. Like, I, I, honestly, the best scenario would be, and this is like not, not a great scenario, would be like Dakota costs Raquel the title to Mercedes Martinez or something. And like, that is what sets off the feud. It's like Raquel was this champion and she loses it very quickly because of Dakota Kai. And now that's why they're feuding. Yeah. I liked that. I liked, uh, I liked most of the promos. I dug the, the, uh, the Phantasma one, Legato del Phantasma one into the camera. There are a lot of into the camera promos this week that I kind of dug. Um, MSK still stinks. I, uh, MSK. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I don't like, I don't, they're that try-hard kind of fun that you don't want to see. Just two cool hey, dudes dude. having a really cool time. Hey, man, what's this? We're having a lot of fun. We're Ninja Turtles. Hey, dude, Cowabunga. Let's eat pizza and, you know, when hang with Splinter. The, when you're a kid, he's the adult who's come into the room and is like, trying to be a kid like one of y'all. Whoa, that's totally cool. What are you guys saying? Wiggity whack? Yeah, I'm down with that. Absolutely. You see MTV last night? Cool. Do you have the rundown of NXT in front of you? Um, I do. I do. So when we're going through NXT, we began the show with Mercedes Martinez defeating Dakota Kai uh, okay. with Raquel Gonzalez via disqualification after like the uh, fighting with uh, Raquel and Mercedes Martinez, and yeah, it was, Raquel like went way too far with that beatdown at the end, and like it really babied Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, yeah, but, like it, it was. It would have been one thing if Mercedes was coming out here as a heel and like beating down Dakota Kai as the little friend and making it like a mission, like a mission statement essentially to Raquel. Like, he, like it, like what would be like 
impactful um, and actually could be the, an inflection point for a number of things is if, like, Mercedes, like, lights out Dakota Kai with, like, one big kick. Dakota, like, runs in and gets, like, knocked out. Um, and so then whenever Dakota's, you know, barking and talking about how tough she is, we still have this one moment where she got, like, completely clowned by Mercedes Martinez. And that's always in the back of the head, Ra- Raquel Gonzalez's thing. And we've also now built up Mercedes Martinez as a credible challenger to Raquel Gonzalez because she just lights out uh, Dakota Kai in one big kick. I- I- instead, you got this. And, I, I mean, after Raquel clowns Mercedes Martinez in the outside, they're like, the, the worst part was when Mercedes just like kind of like flails that one arm punch into Raquel's like gut before Raquel <laughs> tosses her one last time against the glass like it's hockey. Um, I, no, I, I thought that this stunk for Mercedes Martinez and uh, not a great build. And like they're really lost in deciding where they're going with Raquel Gonzalez and with Dakota Kai. I thought. I thought her promo was good, though. I mean, and I'm here for the match, but yeah, th- this story within it was just, eh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, the match will be good. The match will be good. It's just the story stinks. Um, Cameron Grimes goes to the jewelry store. Let's just get to the punchline. Ted DiBiase shows up later on. Perfectly fine. Perfectly, Perfectly fine. acceptable comedy for, for, for wrestling, and I thought it was, it was, it was kind of cool. Uh, Frankie Monet. Uh, in uh, backstage, gives Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart flowers, saying they're from Dexter Loomis as a way of getting into Indy Hartwell's head. You know, Jeff, you might not say it's a good storyline in the NXT women's division, but I'll give you this. They do more things than just women are arrogant and angry at each other. There's also whatever the hell this Frankie Monette stuff is. Although the Frankie Monette stuff is now derivative of the who's giving so-and-so the flowers that they did with Naya. It, it's uh, it's, it's kind of weird. It's true. Yeah. No, yeah, it's and, dumb. And Fra- this Frankie Monette, it's not light my world on fire. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, 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 you know, arrogant, classy one. I get it. But we already have, you know, a bougie one. So it's... Uh, and it's like, yeah. she doesn't even really come off as, like, classy. Like... Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, it it's like she comes off almost as like South Dallas hipster, like goes to brunch person. Like, yeah. It, I, I I I don't have that reach of uh. Tell me more about the South Dallas brunch crowd. That, like this, because 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 we had we had Kyle O'Reilly playing the Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood oh, oh, let me, let me, brunch crowd about cool last Kyle. week. Cool Kyle is a radical dude. Uh, totally tubular. Uh, he likes the Descendants this week. Great band. Um, what what a hip and interesting and gnarly fellow, cool Kyle is. Um, <laughs> what more can what more can I really say? Uh, next we have Zeta Ramir uh defeating Tony Storm. Uh, this is so weird. This is so- I I am I am done with the term rookie. Yeah, on NXT on I, any show across the brands, uh, I liked the match. They must not see much in Tony Storm, or this is gonna be she's gonna beat them both eventually, and try and build her back. But I just it it uh, I, look. I, I don't see. I'll tell you, Zayda Ramirez. It's another. It's a. It's another story they tell where somebody who shouldn't beat somebody beats somebody due to a distraction of some kind, and and then neither. Neither the, the 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 defeat comes off as, you know, she got screwed, but also 
the the person who needs the shine from that also doesn't get it necessarily because it's like, well, if if she's Leon Roth, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's Leon Roth, yeah, yeah, she's Leon Roth. Um, that like you can't Zayda Ramirez is uh, you know no knock on this person as a human being or whatever, but like she's not, she lacks the size. And that matters in a WWE ring because the WWE ring's a little bit bigger than, let's like say, an NWA ring or like some other rings. Um, like she doesn't have the size to really fill out the ring to be anything more than a prelim women's talent, which in this company, as we were sort of discussing earlier in the show, is kind of like Nowheresville. Like it's not anything. There's a, there's a Casey Catanzaro problem yeah. there. Yeah. You know. she, she, yeah. She's and she's not going to size up. Like she she just she is the size she is. Uh, so it was perplexing to see Tony Storm, the winner of the first women's title or the first NXT women's title, NXT UK women, you, NXT UK women's title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just to, finalist in a May finalist in a May Young classic, May Young classic. Yeah. No, like she was like once considered to be a thing and, uh, we're doing this with her and, and then Ramirez in the outside counting the one, two, three, like, oh, it was a big deal, McNeil. All right, whatever. Moving on. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, did you have something else on that or no? No. Nope. Okay, okay. So Bronson Reed defeats Austin Theory again <laughs> with uh, Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. Uh, Good Lord. Th- th- you know. And you have to have all of them out there at once and all tell each of their individual stories at once. Well, Candice just... LeRae's story is kind of like lost in the mix here. She's just like an adjunct to Indy Hartwell at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Like the, she, this... she's Indy's mom, yeah. so to speak. No, like the, the, this whole thing is is a mess. Uh, the, the the way has lost their it's, way. It's fine. Get all the titles and everything away from them. Yeah. And also, yeah. what is Bronson Reed doing in another match? Building another match to Gargano. I don't know. Like I've seen this story. Like it, yeah. you know and. I, Austin Theory, like repeated losses to a guy, actually does sort of hurt you. Like, like I, I, it's it's weird. Like, you can lose multiple weeks in a row, and it doesn't hurt you. Like, you could lose three weeks in a row, and it wouldn't hurt you nearly as bad in professional wrestling as losing three weeks in a row to the same person. Like, mm-hmm. losing three weeks in a row to the person is like a real character death. And you know, Austin Theory has now been squashed by uh, Bronson Reed pretty definitively on a number of different occasions here. What do you think this diamond mine thing is? Because because uh, I am I'm just gonna laugh if it's like Kona Reeves getting raped. <laughs> what where what was this like a promo thing or is this? Yeah, it was a promo thing. thing. I I think I don't know if it was on. Uh, was it was it on NXT or was it out of their social media? I can't remember, but uh, mm. I don't know. I mean, we still subject or Slapjack has not resurfaced yet. So like Slapjack coming out of the diamond mine, you know, this guy, a bit of a mogul, you know, he emerges. He's really wealthy. All right. Let's get through the rest of NXT. Okay. So there is the, yeah. Next we had Imperium versus Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. We sort of already talked about this. We talked about that. Yeah. So we can move on. Sit down with Adam Cole. This is okay. Arash Marquezzi showing up. Interesting. He late of the Los Angeles Times, much like Adnan Verk, a little bit of baggage there. The truth is somewhere in between. 
newsroom didn't like him, but also he also kind of was a bit reckless, allegedly in his journalistic practices. He'd sometimes copy one column that he did before and use it in another column. Or, a lot of columnists do that. I yeah, mean, yeah, there's yeah, a, no, but, I mean, I actually don't think that's right, but I'm just saying, like, that is a much broader practice I, than I think people yeah, realize. The, 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 look, the, 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 the newsroom issue is more of a jealousy one rather than a professionalism one to me. So I don't view that as hard as I do. Um, he kind of acted as a PR firm for, for athletes he got too near to, which isn't which isn't the worst thing in the world because God knows that's a trope in journalism. I mean, it's a trope in wrestling journalism where certain writers have the people that they talk to and they uh, let some things slide and they put some things in newsletters perhaps that uh, help out their guy. I, I, But between the two of those, the truth is somewhere in there. Uh, but yeah, Resh Marquez now in the fold. He did the pre-show, I believe, for WrestleMania also. So see what happens. I mean, um, I liked the Adam Cole thing, but it's like, well, what was the point of that then? Because Kyle O'Reilly's watching it. So are we just going to rerun that thing again? Hmm. Yeah, I, it was weird to have O'Reilly just watch it and not have, a. I think if you're getting Cool Kyle over, you've got to really push Cool Kyle as a character. <laughs> Stop calling him Cool Kyle. He's Cool Kyle. Call, <laughs> okay, people, no. are call, people are calling him Cool Kyle these days. I, you know, who, Wait, who are these people? I want to know. I, I heard, want names. I heard that people were calling him Cool Kyle. And I want to be <laughs> I want to be hip. I want to be with the times. They are changing. He's Cool Kyle now. Um, so I call him Cool <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Hip and with the times. With the times. I you are such times. an old. I'm, I'm older not. than you, and I think you're an old man. I'm that a bit of a trendster. I'm. I am. I'm current. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's fine. Are it you really down? Is. Do you get? Yeah, do you have drudy? I am way down with that, bro. Word. So it's like, like it's like my favorite part of the Pat McAfee uh, tuxedo with shorts. They get WrestleMania where some where I think it was Cole got mad at him and and it but Vince goes no I get it I'm hip. <laughs> oh go so, ahead to your point sorry to interrupt. <laughs> so I think what needs to happen with Cool Kyle especially after last week's initial kind of foray into Cool Kyle was not very smooth. Having him defeat Cameron Grimes one we spent more time on Cameron Grimes this week than Cool Kyle uh. Two, we spent not a lot of time on the big Cool Kyle win last week either during this week's show. And three, you need to build Cool Kyle up now as an actually like cool dude who does like cool things for people. And that's like why people backstage like him and respect him and wish him well. Uh, and, and I didn't think he was alone. He was watching this thing by himself like a loner. He, he might be an all right guy. We might be rooting for him in this singular quest against Adam Cole. But cool is like a vibe that you give off to others and, and cool. That was Unabomber. That was Unabomber vibe right there. Lone in a dark room watching Adam Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just watching one dude, just getting really angry about one dude. Right. Yeah. If Adam Cole was a politician, yeah, you basically have domestic terror guy. Yeah. See, Um, see, they get his, in his studio apartment, writing a manifesto. That's cool. Kyle. 
Yeah, no, no, but cool is a uh, is a vibe that we get that is off of others. We see other people, like from the outside, people that we think are cool, all surrounding this one person, and we go, wow, if cool people are all surrounding this other person in the center, who is this one person in the center? Like, what is this one person in the center? They must be cool. Maybe even cooler than the other people around him. That's why they want to hang out with him. Um, like, whereas Cool Kyle right now has no friends. Yeah. How cool is Cool Kyle then? <laughs> yeah, cool people have friends. Cool yeah. people do have friends. <laughs> Last I checked, I I don't have any friends, so you know I'm not. Well, cool. Well, uh, here's the thing. So if you don't have any friends. Are you cool? I don't think so. Mm. Kind of a square. Yeah. So kind I mean, like, there you go. It, it it could be chicken and egg. It could be cause and effect. I don't know. You know, if I were cool, people would remember my birthday stuff okay like, you know. all right all right <laughs> enough you made fun of slapjack i didn't quit the show it was your birthday present happy birthday it was my oh, birthday oh i care your friend it, it matters great oh it's, it's fine oh uh, i got you there uh let's take a brief respite i think that's all we have for uh is that all we have for NXT or is there something else? It, it, after? Yeah, oh, I, I think that, oh, oh, I liked, I liked the, uh, I really liked the grizzled young veterans, Tim Thatcher, uh, Tommaso mm, Ciampa interaction. Yes. Even, yeah. even though like, I like the continuity of the chant from NXT UK, but Chris, you, me, and probably Joe Lanza are the only three people in the United States, even though I desperately off. beg, yeah. who desperately beg people to watch NXT UK. Uh, we're the only three people who know that chant. I mean, the problem so I with Thatcher is that he didn't even really connect it back to why people say shoes off. Like, like, yes. Why, why would Zach Gibson drive a person to such anger that they would take <laughs> off their shoe? Like, go shoeless in, like, a dirty arena. Like, what is it? Like, why? Thatcher's like, remember when people did that? He's like, he's like oh, no, no, don't bring that up. But, like... Why did they do that? Because I have no clue why. Yeah, I had, I, yeah, add some context. Maybe play them doing the chant from NXT. I mean, it's not like you can't get the footage. You're in the same family, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I, I think a, a, a little video bit more package. Like, if you well, want to get that back over, have like have Thatcher toss it to a video package. Have a couple yes, of UK yeah, fans that's what explain I meant. why they hate Zach Gibson so much. I mean, they overuse that trope of, of throwing it to the video. This is a time when they actually needed to give context to the U.S. fans who maybe don't watch NXT UK. Or, which like, is, really any WWE fan because WWE conditions their audience to not give a crap about anything that happened, like, even three months ago, let alone, like, two and a half years or three years ago. Like, they sort of actively want you to not remember the history. Don't remember yeah. what the Warrior Award was originally supposed to be about. Is the next the six-person match? Is that all we have Yeah, left? next is Legato Del Fantasma um, versus uh, uh, MSK and uh, Kushida. Kushida. MS Kushida this week. MS is, Kushida uh, is what they were called this week. Um, Fun match, I thought. Yeah. I, I, I don't... I don't... What are we doing with Legato Del Fantasma, though? That, that's my question. I think we're building question. an interesting little mid-card angle here for the next takeover. So I think um, in, in the middle of the show, uh, we could have, like, the Legato Del Fantasma kind of gets it all back. Like, or, or at least that's kind of like the subplot here. Well, Legato Del Fantasma win the tag titles and get the Cruiserweight title back during this next takeover um, and sort of solidify themselves as the mid-card stable to beat. Um, 
It's kind of interesting. Uh, I lo- I love them as an act, though. I, I love I, Raul. I think it I really love... works. It's come it's come together. I think I think it's been good at staying away from tropes and you know, like Santos Escobar is just awesome. Like he you know he he's just God. Like, he just exudes and... stardom. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah dude, I, 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 I I've seen it for like first time I saw that guy I was like oh man that guy's just got like he's got it I like it. And he was, this is like him under a mask. It, it, you just, sometimes you can just tell, I, you know, it's, it, I mean, Pentagon's got it, right? Like, you know, some people just have it. They, it's an aura thing about them, the way they carry themselves. They just, they're stars. Talk a little bit about Pentagon in a second. Going to give a shout out to our second sponsor this week. Manscaped. Sport for Shake Them Ropes is brought to you by Manscaped. It's the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments, provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And we have an exclusive offer for our listeners. 20% off plus free shipping with the code ROPES at check out i'm trying to grab some of the stuff here i have these boxers and uh i already have a set of these boxers that are unwrapped from before oh there you go that's uh he's playing guitar with 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 the razor to you prove make all that it will not cool effects baby it, it will not it will not nick your your nuts that's the point is of that, right? Uh, yeah, and and these boxers are are very very comfortable. I, I really uh, they they allow uh, they allow the boys to breathe. Let's put it that way. How about that? Um, yeah, Manscaped's created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade, as Chris showed you, to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. And we both now feel confident shaving our boys. We do not do it together, but, uh, you know, we no, feel confident. No, no, Especially I feel confident this that, whole birthday incident. Like, that will never happen now. Well, I mean, yeah. we could we could meet after this, this show no. and, you know. No. Okay, we, we, okay. We, we, it's going to be several uh, years before we meet again. Now, ne- nevertheless, the, the perfect package 3.0 also <laughs> includes the crop preserver. This thing's off the rails. An anti-chafing <laughs> ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? The part that makes duck butter. yes. Your balls, Chris, your balls stink. No. Oh and speaking God. of... <laughs> no, because you have manscaped. Actually, they, they don't anymore because of manscaped. What yes. am I saying? Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for their crop reviver. This product, along with the crop preserver, keeps your balls from sweaty, smelling, sticking. Other words that start with S. But anyways, uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROPES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Hey, we're having fun with the read. And use code ROPES, R-O-P-E-S. Unlock your confidence. And as always, use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Uh, I also, I'm waiting. I told you this last week, uh, right before we went to air. I am waiting for... uh, for the the lawnmower nose hair trimmer or not lawnmower it's the weed whacker that's what they got the weed whacker oh, nose hair trimmer like that i'm actually, very interested I, in that no i that's that's a product i'm uh i i would be appreciative of of because yeah. like y'all man nose hairs nose hairs they stink they, they're just they're like they're up there and then then they I hate them when you're, I, it sucks when you're up close talking to someone 
and they're just staring at your nose hair and you know it's like oh damn i didn't trim those i need to get those out or like your, I, I hear your hair in the rear view mirror so like i'm driving i'm driving and like all of a sudden i see in the rear view mirror i'm starting to get a little bit of a mustache going in my nose yeah once again that's code ropes 20 percent off plus free shipping we shift to Wednesday, AEW. Speaking of Penta L0, this was the first five minutes of this match was the most WWE Penta we will ever see, I so, think. Just- I, I saw an account this week that took this Penta L0 match with Trent, and then uh, he interspliced Orange Cassidy, it. you mean? Uh, oh, yeah, Orange Cassidy. Was it Orange Cassidy yeah. with Penta? Yeah. And then splice yeah. it with the the match with Trent, and like it's the same match, like like yeah. It, yeah. Pent is just having the same match with the same spots over and over. Like he's just not doing anything inspired anymore. He that they don't have anything interesting for him to do. He's sort of stuck in this dead end. He can't go after Kenny Omega because like Kenny Omega and the Bucks have to like have that whole top spot to themselves for the foreseeable future here. Um, he's not in contention with Darby Allen at this point. Um, and Allen's kind of on his own track with the TNT title. So Penta is like stuck kind of in mid card hell in the tag division, which is now essentially absorbed back into the Kenny Omega storyline. Like the Bucks may lose the titles at some point here, but like with the Bucks and Omega sort of being interlinked and the, them all having the titles and having like a big stable that has all the titles interlinked. It really leaves Penta nowhere to go. It doesn't excuse him phoning it in like all these different weeks, but like I kind of feel him like this guy is potentially like a main event dude. Like you could totally see him in a main event angle against a guy like Moxley or whatever. Like you could see them headlining a show or pay-per-view with like Penta versus Moxley, Penta versus Omega. Um, but they haven't had anything interesting for this dude in eons over there in AEW. And the and the and the addition of Alex. I I was done with him trying to interfere here. I, My it was issue really... is how they use him. It's not yeah. Alex. I actually don't I think that the character would be fine if they had better things to do with him. But they don't. And they've introduced inter, they've introduced Alex for want of more interesting things to do with this guy because they don't have there's no title that Penta and Phoenix can credibly go and challenge for right now inside this entire company. There's nothing for them to do. They're just doing stuff. Um. Mm-hmm. So like you know yeah he's phoning it in. Uh, it stinks. I sort of don't blame him because like they got nothing for him and nothing for him on the horizon, at least in the foreseeable future. Um, there, this is not a, a featured act right now, stupid as that may be. Um, and though he might frankly be a better champion than other people, um, like they got nothing for, they got nothing for Penn right now. Um, and so, yeah, it, it just stinks. You know, these pendant matches are completely forgettable. Um, I, and so, you know, like, it's funny because, like, his forgettable, like, John Cena, Randy Orton by the numbers match is still better than, like, a John yes. Cena, Randy Orton match or whatever. Like, there's still more interesting stuff in it. But, like, you start to see him do, like, the Tope Suicida. We do the finger spots. Like, you start to see him do his five moves of doom. 
And like you're like, okay, Penta's five moves of doom are like way better five moves of doom than a lot of guys, but he's still doing a five doom moves of doom match. Adam Page loses clean in the opener to Brian Cage. I, that was interesting. I thought that like it made a ton of sense in retrospect, but mm-hmm. like I I loved that it did not feel like a foregone conclusion. Um, mm-hmm. And this is something that AEW does right um, from yes. time to time. And I would like to see them do more of this. Um, and this is really what wrestling needs a little bit more of. At, at least once a week, you need a match where the outcome of the match is not clearly obvious. And like that, it's like at its core, fundamentally just a wrestling match, which is what this was between Brian Cage and Hangman Page. Um, and it's it's going to be like a lower mid-card match. Obviously, you can't do this with your big main event angles. Like, those have to still be sort of angly type things. But, like, there needs to be a wrestling match every week. Um, like, a wrestling match that frames the whole show as, like, this is what normal feels like. And so that when they deviate away from normal, we have normal earlier in the show to have that as context. And then you can also have this additional wrinkle of, like, oh, wow, that was an unforeseen outcome. Huh. And then you can think about it and go, okay, well, they really weren't doing Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks or Hangman Page versus the Elite. Right? Like, they really weren't teasing that, but they were also building them up. So, like, how is that going to play out? It makes a lot of sense in hindsight, but I loved this move. I, I thought this was an interesting pairing. It's an interesting match to have kick off the show. Um, I liked this match. It was a cool match. It was maybe a little short. It's going to be interesting. Number one, it, I don't... I don't know where Page is in the rankings. Was he number one contender? Yeah, he, if he was. was no, like, they, they, that, they you, you need to, to make cool a little bit off. They needed to cool yeah, him off. Yeah, but you also you also need to make a bigger deal of that like the number one contender went down this week. That means the ratings are or the rankings did. are. I think they did. wide that, open. That, that's, okay, I think moving Cage up. Yeah, and then like Starks can cost Cage or whatever in the future. Yeah, yeah, and I think it may also just start separation between Page and the Dark Order. I think they're going to fold them into this elite angle. I do. I think that's the, we'll see. I don't know though. Okay. Uh, God, the, the parlay I, yeah. was, the parlay was fun. I thought yeah, the, parlay, the parlay was fun. The one guy I wanted to talk did not, but that's okay. Tully's not involved in the match and that's cool, but there was heat in this thing and I liked the heat of it. I, man, you want, I, you want Tully Blanchard to talk. I, I kind of feel like, Tully Blanchard sort of played out in wrestling personally. No slapjack, but you know, um, no, he's not. He, yeah. Tully Blanchard is certainly no slapjack. That's a good point. Yeah. Because Tully actually has accomplished something and slapjack. Yeah. And hasn't. he could, he couldn't carry a company. Like slapjack could. <laughs> oh, <laughs> slapjack couldn't carry off. Yes, he could. He could carry the AEW. He, the, the, slapjack, if slapjack came to AEW right now, he'd be no lower than the third best wrestler in this company. Oh, just trolling people now. You're, you're turned into yeah, you, everyone. You, you, everyone. You've been, I troll the monde. I want you, all the you've, world. You've lived long enough to become Rob McCarran. Congratulations. Yeah, baby. Slapjack subculture. <laughs> Let's push it. You go. You uh, got. You gotta love some Tino Sabatelli next. Come on, man. No. Um. But other than like everything in the undercard crew of the two was pretty good. I thought. And oh, then yeah, we got no, to MJF I, the, the and Jericho. The was really cool. 
The MJF Jericho was not as good as I wanted it to be, I think. And I think people overpraised Jericho a little bit here, although it was intense and it was good. But it might have been just MJF's part in this wasn't as good, I don't think. I don't know. There was something. We get to the big closer, and I just went, okay, that was good, but not great. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I'm just misremembering it. Um... Like, the what did Summer MJF... of Love, I thought was yeah. a week. Oh, that's the line. That that's was the line that was weak as hell. Line. Like, like, weak like that, as hell. Yeah, it, 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 it was. He was at one point for most of the promo, and like yeah. he had this line. And he was just. This is one of these classic things where you like come up with a line. You're married to the line. The line stinks, but like you can't get pineapple. You, it's yeah. it's calling pinnacle pineapple, pineapple but yeah. he has it he has it in his holster and yeah, he's it, probably it, it asked his friends was, hey is this funny and nobody's gonna tell him no no right, and he yeah. breaks out and no i one just said went yes but no one yes. said no <laughs> yeah yes we don't want to tell chris that this line stinks yeah. but no no you were right that's the part oh that i just went that's a god-awful line Unless he had gone, they call this a summer love. We're the gonna begin the closing line in the promo. It was the. It was a promo yes, that was right. cruising along at like B level, at least for me, like B plus level. And then he hit. He said, "Summer of love." If 1969 was the summer of love, 2021 gonna be the summer of violence and pain, pain and violence. I was just like, "Wow, wow!" So like, you couldn't even encapsulate it into one word. We had to get like a multi-syllabic. We couldn't say hate. We could not say hate. Couldn't be the summer of hate. <laughs> couldn't be the summer of hate. Could be like, the summer I mean, hate. like summer of malice, summer of vengeance, uh, summer of brutality. I like summer of carnage. Like, any anything other than two words. We did not need a blank this is and a, blank. Let this alone, is the summer of pain and violence. Pain I'm like, that makes and no sense. Violence. Jeff, with violence is pain. Is pain. It is, yes, it's that's always they, they are interlinked. They they are inextricable in this sense. You probably unless you're getting like bad heartburn or something from a burrito, you don't have pain without violence and some heartbreak. Like, if you're decapitating people in one fell swoop and they don't even feel their head leave their shoulders, there's no pain. There's, still there's pain. violence. There's, there's no pain. Uh, there's there's pain. violence. Okay, yes, you got me there. We need to differentiate between the two. Uh, yeah, no, like this. <laughs> This is a very stupid go home line, and what I thought was an otherwise very good promo. Did, did that work on open mic night? Did he go in with his seven minutes and go, "Here's my big closer: summer of love, summer of pain and violence." Can you? He he's doing it backstage for Hager only, and Hager's like, "I love this." Like, like Hager's drinking it up every single one. <laughs> That's a great line, boss. Go use that. And, and they're all laughing behind his back. <laughs> he's gonna fall flat right there. What? <laughs> but like Santana Ortiz, Tony, Tony, no, he's trying it on Tony because Tony won't say no to anything. And so, and, and, and he goes, "Hey, Tony, got a great line. Closing line for this promo is gonna be 1969 was the summer of love, but 19, but 2021 is gonna be the summer of pain and violence." And Tony, hey, no, that's that's good, that's good. And he goes out and goes, "God, I hope this works. God, I hope this works." Tony Kosh is like, "I love Hendrix. That's great." Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> Uh, next, we have this Eddie Kingston versus Michael Nakazawa stuff. Uh, yeah. it, like it didn't happen yeah. because of the angle. We're gonna have a match and stuff. Um, it's a tag match with Nakazawa and Omega 
versus Moxley and Kingston. Like, I, I mean, the like, there's no intrigue for this match because Nakazawa is like an NPC. Like, he's not like a wrestler right now. He's like a goober. He's he, or literally a goon. They, they literally call him goons. Like, like Cutler. He's a hired goon. Him, him yeah, and Brandon Cutler, yeah, the young Cutler, boy for Cutler the young and box. Nakazawa yeah. have been downgraded from wrestler to goon level. So like the like red shirts. Ome- they are the yeah, red shirts Omega, to get over Omega the other guys. Omega and a yeah. goon versus Moxley and Kingston, which means it's going to be like an angle. Like there's not going to be real wrestling next week. So yeah, there's a difference between this and say if we want to go into an old school angle that did it well when Dusty was going after the Horsemen and he and he took out Ar- or he took out Ole Anderson first by taking out his leg and then Arn's next, you know, I'm going up the pecking order here as opposed to no, no one cares if Michael, Michael Nakazawa's ankle is broken, you know, do gallows at least, you know, get, get him in there. You know, you can break either of the good brothers ankles and it might mean something to Kenny, but if it's something he doesn't well, care about, who, well, who cares? I mean, the whole point I think is to try to show his like callousness um, and yeah. ditto with like Brandon Cutler here. But like, we don't care about Nakazawa or Cutler nearly enough, even prior to the turn to feel bad when bad things happen to them or for us to want like the moral awakening of Brandon Cutler, like, Oh, Brandon Cutler, please get back to your dungeons and whatever's again and throwing your dice. Oh, Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> Shading the role-playing community. You I know, got you. Go I, ahead. I, it, it, you. Go back to rolling for initiative or whatever. Uh, do do what you do there, kid. Um, and Michael Nakazawa, go back to being a Michael Nakazawa. Uh, like, we don't have this drive in us Like as, as like viewing fans. We, we don't care about them. So... It's not tragic to see them as goons right now, either. Uh, like, their goon status is not tragic, nor do we want them to be redeemed from being a goon. So, like, you know, you're kind of fine with Moxley and Kingston killing them, and that's not great. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I had no other deep thoughts about this AEW. It was a fine show. Um, uh, st- Like, I thought, I liked the Kit Sabian beat down by Miro afterwards. I liked the end scene where he's kind of like swaddling him and going, it'll be okay. I forgive you type of thing. I get the feel we're going to have an uneasy friendship angle here though. I get the feeling they're going to stay together. I wanted to see Penelope's reaction to all of this. Like the, the thing that was missing for me from that scene, like what is like maybe like Penelope watching in horror as Kip's getting like mangled here. Yeah. Um, but I did like I did I did enjoy watching the beatdown itself. Yeah, no, it was, it was like good. no words. There was no words. There was just Kip. Hey, how's it? And, and Miro just went into it like he'd been holding it back for three weeks. So I thought that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, the Nightmare Family and uh, the Nightmare Factory faced off, and then Cody Rhodes came out and attacked QT Marshall at the end. And- I like Anthony Ogogo a lot. He's, yeah, this is a fine angle, lower card, whatever. John Moxley and Eugene Nagata uh, for the IWGP US Championship here in a few weeks. I'm excited about that. I like yeah. I like Eugene Nagata. I know oh, he's I, lost I, half I a step. Huge Eugene Nagata fan back in the day when he's in, in the WC Dubs and all that jazz. I am I am super stoked for a real War Games match. Much as NXT kind of filled the void there, give me the roof. Give me some blood. Give me guys that hate each other. I'm in. I'm in for this. And 
I think Pinnacle has to win, and I think Sammy has to lose it for them, or Jericho, one of those two. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Like maybe maybe Sammy's the weak link here, and he loses it for him. Well, remember, Sammy Sammy went out there and offered to start first and give away the advantage. Mm-hmm. So, so if he gets beat down over time and eventually is the one to surrender, you know, I think that's the most interesting choice. That would be interesting, especially if Spears could actually procure the victory. It'd be very interesting if Spears was actually like kind of the hero in this match. Do you have the NXT UK lineup in front of you by chance? I do, because you're going to have to take us through it. Well, I'm, I'm going to take us through it, but uh, there's only one real sour, sour note on this show for me. And the rest, I'll give my thoughts on. Um, so while you get that up. Sure. Uh, some pretty good vignettes. Some pretty I good vignettes it. this week. I thought. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, what What's the match with uh, Tailman? It's Tailman versus... versus Rohan Raja with the former okay. Grisinger Singh. Yes. Uh, Rohan Raja introduced. This is his debut. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, I'm here. Wait a second. You know, born in India. Or, I think born in India, raised in England and, and, or in Australia or whatever. He introduces himself in this, in this thing comes out, doesn't lose, but basically tailman rips his arm out of his socket in a cross face. So he's pretty much a loser. I hate the, these types of debuts. They did this with the Jamaican Kofi guy where it's like, yeah, he, he's, you know, he idolized Kofi kicks in Jamaica, come out and lose. What, what are we doing? The debuts should matter. Debuts need to be just a squash match to introduce. I, I say this over and over again, Tailman, you should be debuting a guy. It doesn't matter if he gets offense in on Tailman because you've been building up Tailman as the next heel for the last yeah, he's three still weeks, not built up. Like I'm reading the summary of this match, and like I, you know, this guy, this actually seems like an interesting match. I'm gonna need to go back and watch this later. But like, the issue is that Teoman is still not really established as a character yet, and like you can't have, you can't have an establishing match that's establishing two different people at the same time. It just generally does not work. Uh, pretty good vignettes this week from Sam Gradwell. Uh, we got introduced to what subculture was. Turns out it's not Slapjack, so we're all saved from that. Saved? Uh, okay. Well, no, I mean, it just opens up. It opens up a minute. They actually, they actually made a compelling A-Kid video. for his, He's doing a rematch with Tyler Bate in three weeks. I thought that was very, very good. And they did a vignette before the six-man main event between um, Symbiosis and Gallus to introduce who symbiosis was. So, you know, they're doing good character work on the show. Oh, they also had a, uh, Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. Dave uh, Mastiff. Dave Mastiff. And that was pretty good too. So they, they really did some good work on there. There was one in ring promo. Sid Scala had Kaylee Ray come out and they said, we're going to have a five person gauntlet match to see who your next opponent is. And it's, it's Isla Dawn who should be nowhere near this. Uh, Ginny, um, uh, read the other three for me because I'm just blanking. For uh, a second. I think I think Luna is in there. Yeah, Danny Luna probably. Danny Luna, Maybe. who's now part of Subculture. It's Subculture yeah. and uh, Andrews and uh, Andrews and uh, uh, Flash Morgan Webster. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so yeah. so it's Luna. It's it's the girl they just debuted and beat 
on week two. Oh, uh, yeah. I, oh, what's her name? I like, and I'm not seeing a list. I want to say Alex. I want to say Alexandria, but that's not it. But no, it's, it's uh, not. It's like Mackenzie. Yeah, uh, I think Mackenzie's the last name. Yeah, okay. but yeah, and yeah. then I think who's the fifth one though? It was it wasn't? I I can't recall, but I don't think it was Piper Niven. It might have been. But let me. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Me, might be Piper Niven. This is some. This is some great radio, Hawkins. This yeah, is, no, it, it is. It is. Um, uh, anyways, so. I'll, I'll. Okay, here it is. NXT UK results. A Kaylee Ray introduces the five women in coming. It'll be. Uh, yeah, no, I it's Piper Niven. Just... Oh no, never go mind. Ahead, it's not Piper ahead. Niven. That, that, no, they're it's just doing preamble in this clickbait thing. Those five. Oh, Ginny Isladon, Zay Brookside, Danny Luna, and Amelia McKenzie. Amelia McKenzie. That's your, Get Isla Dawn out of there early, and this is a pretty damn good match, I think. Uh, I think pull Isla Dawn over, and it's a pretty good match. How do I you will, make a pretty I good will. match better? You know, you know, you just you put Slapjack with Isla Dawn. Oh, my God. That's a hot act. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put him against Joseph Connor and the lovely Ginny. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, a takeover. That's a takeover worthy match. No, uh... Eva Valkyrie and Mako Satamura was better than it had any right to be. This match was hard hitting. It was awesome. It told a good story. It was very, it was very Japanese strong style as close as NXT UK will ever get. You know, it, 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 it ends with Eva Valkyrie. She misses the leg drop off the, off the top rope. She kind of roars in defiance as Mako Satamura kicks her in the head and she get, and, and Mako gets the pin. Which is what should happen here? Uh, I, I oh, think no, I don't think it's a great way to rebuild Mako. Like, like there's this real question yes. of like, how do you rebuild Mako Satamora after losing to Kaylee Ray, and having Mako take Eva Valkyrie's win streak off of her was a good way of ending the win streak of Eva Valkyrie, like in a meaningful way, like in, in losing to a meaningful opponent in a way that, like, to your point. A signature match for her. So she was losing her streak, but like she got this defining moment out of it. Um, in this defining interaction with like a legend in Mako Satamora. And like in narrative, I think this helped re elevate Mako Satamora once again to clear title contender type of person. Yeah, and now you have to do some some rehab on Ava Valkyrie. Sure. Because that's absolutely. also important. After after you take away the streak from her and the streak isn't gonna be going for the title, now you have to do I think you have to go a little bit higher into the heal them thing with her, because that's kind of how they were going with her challenging Mako Satamura in the first place. I, th- I think you need to kind of, uh, but then, heal her then up Satamura helped her. Like if the point, the time to do that would have been at the end of this match, right? Like, yeah, like that's, after true. Lo- that's true. Yeah, after losing the streak, then like Eva Valkyrie should have really lost it. On oh Satamora. yeah. There was the sign of respect. Afterwards, yeah. They wasn't did the there. whole sign yeah. of respect thing at the end of the match. So much for that. Uh, Shaw Samuels you see, you in a know, squash match. They want to send you off with the feel good moment too often. You know, we don't all, uh, you know, wrestling, it's weird to say this about wrestling, but like, we don't always need the sign of respect. Sometimes the better thing yeah. to do there is the sign of disrespect. But well worth going out of your way to watch that match. That, that's a lot of fun. Uh, Shaw Samuel had a squash. I'm, I'm good with this. I more squashers, please. Yeah. And, uh, and then we also had the, for our main event, we had the, uh, six man between symbiosis and Gallus, uh, Primate taking the pin here. It, it feels like they're building up Eddie Dennis as the big bad 
um, of, of the crew, which is fine with me. Uh, yeah, you have, you have to see the symbiosis thing. I want to know if you like it or not, because the intro is cool. They kind of described primate as being a soldier of fortune in Africa, I believe. Uh, T-Bone, T-Bone being a street fighter who had lost his way and Eddie Dennis kind of being the puppet master who's pulling all the strings here. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of the same thing that they did with the hunt in some yeah. ways when they reintroduced them. He's just a master so manipulator the- of two down there luck guys who are like yeah. downtrodden or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, we, we have, we have a, a heritage cup match in three weeks. Tyler Bate versus a kid. Kind of looking forward to that next week. Next week. They did a vignette on this. I forgot this one. It's going to be Amir Jordan versus Kenny Williams. Loser leaves NXT UK. And I want a double count out. (laughs) No. They did a retrospective of the three years that they've been in the three or four, three and a half years. They've been in NXT UK. Yes, Chris, you're gobsmacked at you're going to lose one of them. It should be Amir Jordan I'm sunk. I, you see this, you see my posture. I'm solid. I don't understand. I don't understand the bit you're about to go into, but I want to see it. I was already in the bit. I was sad. It's not a bit. It's, it's the true emotional state that I had. Well, it's I mean, like okay, it w- okay. I want you to picture your two best friends, Jeff. Picture them. Now picture, okay. picture one of them's dying next week because the other one's killing the other one. Am I in the will? <laughs> Apparently not. No, continue, C- continue, continue. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that—that's how I feel. That's how I feel, and that's how you would feel if if you yeah, but- were invested in this story like I was. But we we get rid of Amir Jordan and we bring over Slapjack and he can be Kenny Williams' new friend. He didn't need to be Slapjack does not need to be friends. Slapjack needs friends. He needs Kenny, friends. No, Slapjack has friends wherever he goes. He doesn't need yeah. Kenny Williams. No, because you know he never takes off the mask because he's shy. And yeah, uh, no, he doesn't take off the mask. He's a party dude. Oh really? A hockey mask makes you a <laughs> yeah, party yeah, dude. Yeah, lots expound of on that. Yeah, you ever you ever go to parties? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that broke me. Uh, God, will you ever go to parties? Yes, in a hockey mask <laughs> with a giant knife. And I chase teenagers all the way around. That's what I did for a party. I mean, Chris. okay, you watch these serial killer movies, right? Like, so <laughs> often they're. <laughs> They're just lonely children wanting to yeah, have well, friends. Okay, That's those all guys Jason always is. Always see divide where a good time is, right? Oh, now, granted, yeah. they ruin it. They run it. Like, yeah, they, no, no, yeah, you're they, right. They, they, no, hold on. They run into it, people doing drugs. They run into yep. people having sex. They run into <laughs> yeah. people drinking. They, they know where they the know party's where the at because that's where. Yeah, the, right. Yeah, they can always find their fun. light. Yes, they know where the closets are. You know. So yeah, the sororities. A lot, a lot of these guys. Yeah, they, sororities. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, right. Uh, sleepaway camps, cruise ships for that one Friday the third. Outer space. So they can so have a party in outer space. Don't tell me that Slapjack isn't popular. <laughs> oh, people are so sick of this bit by now. You want to go? You want to go so. SmackDown? Uh, we'll yeah. Soon be um, Slapjack down. <laughs> I loved this Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan match. 
It was pretty darn. It was very good for a TV match. I would not say it's pay per view worthy. I would not say it's one of Daniel Bryan's best. I am fascinated, though, with this Roman Reigns, kind of the same as Undertaker late career push into mixed martial arts moves to win. It's like, you know, WWE always had a lot of scorn for MMA. We're not in the same business as them, all the other stuff. And then Shamrock came in and all of a sudden we're adding every single MMA trope to the book. And in this one, guillotine choke with the good arm. Daniel doesn't tap, but he's gone. And then afterwards takes a concerto. So I think he's going to be off for a while and he's going to be a surprise either on Raw or the more interesting choice to me is NXT, but probably Raw. Um, Your thoughts on this? And I also love the Heyman promo. The Heyman promo. Look, yeah, the Heyman you, you promo people are, is great. The Heyman promo You people great. saying that Don Callis is the best promo in the... No, 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 no. The King's still here. The King is still Heyman. It, like, it's, and you, it's and you like watch... Not- no, dude, like, Callus is fine, but, like, Heyman... Watch Talking... Yeah, go ahead. Watch Talking Heyman Smack like from last week. Heyman standard material. Like, he's yes. been doing this with, like, th- this, this. some of this material stinks right now, and he's still making yes. it good. Yeah, he just took all of Daniel Bryan's gimmicks and put it into a promo and did it. But, yes, watch last week's Talking Smack. It's awesome front to end. Because it's like watching a masterclass in improv with Heyman. You, you tell me he's lost something on his fastball, and I tell you, he's the most compelling managerial voice other than maybe Taz, because Malcolm Bivens ain't on there. Which yeah, he should be. And like, I would like to watch a show with Paul Heyman having more of a creative hand, um, mm-hmm. especially at least when it comes to like writing promos and stuff. Um, fortunately, WWE is not really that universe right now. Um, yeah. Uh, Thoughts on the match? On the match, uh, I really well worked. Um, I think you know Roman and Daniel had like a really nice match here. Uh, the power bomb off the top ropes to go to the first commercial break looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of really good points in this match. I didn't like the finish. I I thought that something about. You're right to cue in on this Roman Reigns mixed martial arts thing, and I don't know what it is about, like, Roman's iteration of this that is leaving me cold. But, like, I I do not care um, for the way the match finished out. With, like, he just kind of, like, gets out of the yes lock and just starts, like, hitting him in the back of the head, and then all of a sudden we're in the guillotine choke, and, like, that's the end. It's really... It's anticlimactic. And, like, not not buzzkilly in the way that a heel's supposed to be just like anticlimactic like you, you know daniel didn't even feel like he was close to getting out of the guillotine on the weak arm like roman changed to his not good arm um and that should have been enough for daniel bryan to at least escape from that guillotine at least once um it should have been harder for roman to do it with his non-dominant arm than it ultimately ended up being yeah and almost, it's a weird, it's a weird wrinkle in the storyline of him being the baddest guy on the planet to now introduce that he's an MMA expert, which I don't think he's ever had that before. You know, no. it's always been Superman punch spear, Superman punch spear, yeah, kind of thing. He was I did like, like the post match thing. I, yeah. I liked Cesaro being helpless and having to watch him get concertoed. I thought that was a cool little move. 
Um, and he yeah, came out immediately. He came to, out immediately as Daniel Bryan was getting beaten too, which is great. Thank no, God for good. that. It was really good. Like I liked even you know kind of setting the table with Shinsuke. Like because like maybe next Cesaro mm-hmm. watches something bad happen to Shinsuke, and so like all of this starts being like this big weight on Cesaro's shoulders that he wants to avenge all of these people, and it's like not even about. It's not even about winning the belt anymore. It's like you beat up Daniel Bryan. You're like, you know, you, you injured my friend and you injured Shinsuke. And like, you know, you're trying to take me out. Like, you know, I think that this can be a bigger storyline um, and give it the extra heft that it actually, frankly, it probably needs in order to get Cesaro kind of like really on track as like the babyface champion. If, uh, I'm going to throw some water because I think I know the booking next week. I think okay. I know it. I don't I, okay, I haven't you, been told you, anything. What do, you, what do you think? What do you think? It's it's Cesaro versus Rollins, and Jey sure. Uso super kicks them both, probably, or they just take out both at the same time because Rollins screwed Jey Uso in that tag match. Oh yeah, and Rollins like the the tell that Rollins is not aligning with Roman Reigns was like in his prediction this week, where like Rollins was like doing some weird sort of threading of the needle, yeah. like I'm gonna win both ways. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. What, 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 a, what a talent. Um, On the other side of the coin, we had this intergender match. That wasn't mm. intergender, but we, we get to have Bianca Belair lift up Dolph. Which, yeah. And, and whip Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, which is interesting in some ways. I, I don't like this being so one-sided, but it happens. I, I just, the, the, the way that this was... Let me. It was very let me holla at you, player, type of booking, where yeah, I, I just I, Bailey just comes out and laughs, and gets yeah. smacked, and now now we have a six person. Okay, yeah. Uh, what else was on this SmackDown? Uh, next we had Natalia and Tamina defeating <laughs> Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Thank God for this match because it gave me story a, a chance to take on. a break. Yeah, no. Shayna um, takes Shayna eats another pin. Good lord, good lord! How many pins does this woman have to take? Remember when I said like worst booking of the year, Shayna Baszler? Uh, she she continues to be this. Why key. is Nia the strong one in this partnership? I, I I okay, like this is actually a really great point, right? Um, and it gets to a bigger problem with like the way the writers are like uh, the, the writing and a, a specific head writer. Not the writers, but, but yes, a specific head writer. Yes, we always a specific yes. one person who runs the company is really obsessed with this person because like what should be happening right now is that Nia Jax, who is distracted by Angel Garza and distracted by Reggie Bechtel and also distracted by Gravity, um, all of these various weaknesses that she has been <laughs> exhibiting. Um, Shayna Baszler should be doing all of the carrying for this team right now. And instead, she's not. Like, like, like it's still nice to winning. Sorry, let me collect myself after gravity. And water. Don't forget water. She's- water, water also running her a bit of muck as, yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of capers, a lot of hijinks going on in the Nia Jax universe. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. Gotta, gotta be privy. 
But um, yeah, no. I, I what should be happening is in these matches, Shayna should be working overtime while Nia is distracted by water, gravity, Reggie Bechdel, Angel Garza, whatever else, uh, a random Wiley Coyote, whatever comes her way on the outside of the ring. And slapjack, the- gotta get Slap- slapjack yeah, involved yeah. in this thing. The noted Lothario slapjack comes according. Lothario, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's a, a nice word. Go over that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, suave, uh, suave slapjack, sending her like suave, a hockey mask suave and roses. Jack, baby. Yeah. Suave jack. <laughs> Put him in the top. Oh. Da, 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 da. Slapjack. <laughs> All right. Next, so, next, next. Next, 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 next. All right. Uh, we had Big E defeat Apollo Crews via disqualification in, in a matching and booking pattern that's just like moving in circles at this point. Yes, out of everybody in this match, who got the most over, Chris? I, Aziz, I guess. Aziz, yes! Yeah, yeah I, I, I guess. Big guy. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Good God. Sami Zayn? I, yeah, I don't know. Like, a lot, a lot of no, stuff happened. Yeah. No, we're going to have a four-way here, and Aziz is going to be the guy who... Or we're going to get a ladder match between these four, and Aziz is going to help Apollo win it. Yeah. And then and then Apollo's going to say, I did this by myself, and Aziz is going to give him a look and eventually a spike. I, yeah. 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 We all we all know what's coming in this story, but it's just... I, ooh, ooh. Yeah, we have... You like pop quizzes? You want a pop quiz? Sure. Who Who are the Raw Tag Team Champions right now? That would be Omos and AJ Styles, who only appeared on the bump this week. Because wow. I think okay. one, I think you, you one, see this, this this is how you know this man's a journalist because like I, I asked I'm a Cody journal. yeah Cody couldn't get this yeah you know Cody was too busy thinking about anything uh, I believe one of them may have had the Rona mm. and I think that's why and I believe it might have been uh, the one who believes the Earth is flat mm. Mm. yeah it, he's probably not a mask guy huh? probably not probably not big on the masks. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be a shamer if a, for a guy getting Rona. Okay, I'm just not. It's just I think. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, well, you know, I, we make, we make choices. We make choices to keep ourselves safe. Um, yes, so, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So next we had the main event, which was uh, AJ Styles, or I'm sorry, not AJ Styles. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus. <laughs> that was a bit shocking. <laughs> Would have been a twist. Yeah, 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 yeah. AJ Styles <laughs> defeats uh, many things. Um, AJ Styles, or I'm sorry, Daniel Bryan, uh, loses to Roman Reigns. That's the end of that. Dude, I bet you we go all the way to Survivor Series with these stories. And I bet you we end up, we get AJ with Omos versus Aziz with Apollo in some way. And then we have the two big guys stare down because that's what, because that's Vince will be drooling and unzipping like, and all that, that other that stuff has, for. <laughs> we have to be building to that moment right like and, and like let's also keep it real um if you've got aj and apollo as the two workers on either side of that match and you build to like omos and aziz is like the the twin you know the kind of the ooh, what will happen when this happens like that actually could potentially be a pretty interesting match um like yeah AJ, i think aj and apollo could actually carry that to a pretty good match Okay, and then th- that's uh, Big E with a shout out to Shock G. I was very happy about that. Uh, but yeah, Big E is the least interesting guy in this four way, five way, if you count Aziz. I mean, he—that's what shocks me about this. They have done so this, little to rehab that character. This push was supposed to help Big E. 
It was supposed to push him to the main event is what it was yeah, supposed to no, do. Yeah, no, and like now he's stuck in mid-card hell fighting with Apollo Crews, uh, who is a placeholder champion. Um, and, and when I say placeholder champion, I mean like now that you've got this General Aziz character attached to Apollo Crews, we are not building Apollo Crews anymore. We're building General Aziz. Um, it, like mm-hmm. it stopped, and we're gonna and we're about- gonna and, and we're gonna use all these other guys to do yep. it, and that's yep. gonna be stop being gonna, about and- Apollo Cruz the second it started being about disease, which is like in a way really predictable when he went with the Nigerian angle, and like you and I knew that this was like we we had our own reservations about it for different things, but like one thing I think we were pretty confident on that at the time that has been borne out is that this was going to be a narrative dead end. For Apollo Cruz, because like once he goes like let's just say hard Nigerian, where does the story go from there? <laughs> like there is no like there's no pivot point. Like there's no hero's journey from that like as your starting point. Like there's nothing. So all like, it makes sense that what it ultimately ends up being is a foil for this giant guy that we want to introduce, Allah Omas, only on SmackDown. Yeah, here here's the thing: is that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are bulletproof. They will come out. They will be compelling in whatever they do. They will get over in whatever they do. And they will, they will be pushed to a certain point. Apollo needs this story to be interesting. And this is the end of his story. Pretty much as he's now Nigerian. That's, that's it. That's the story. He's now Nigerian. And Big E is the big loser in this. And Big E can't, it's going to be hard to rebuild them. They're going to, I can see that they're going to do like a story with Corbin or something to try and do, but nobody's interested nothing, in him nothing beating gets you Corbin. ready for the main event more than a run with Baron Corbin. Uh, lights the world on uh, fire. My, my prediction is by next draft. Let's say next draft this happens. I think Biggie is back with the new day, and and they just go on their merry way, being this act that's kind of middling. They do a few jokes. They're a little smart alky. They sell merch like a mother. And they had and, their fun and, push four or five years ago, and there was the Kofi thing the one time, and wasn't that neat? No, I, I mean, I, I think maybe best case scenario is Big E gets put into a main event picture against Roman at some point here and probably doesn't win the title. Well, that was the goal, I thought. That was the goal yeah, no, of this entire and thing. That, and, and actually, to that point, it looks like Cesaro is probably taking that slot. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks like that slot, that, that track – that probably should have been Big E's um, has been handed to Cesaro. And I mean, and, the best know, thing you could do for the best, the best thing you could do for Big E probably is put him with Seth Rollins to get, and give him a win against Seth. Yeah. Cause that's, I think, lead I to think that's a good the, match. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a good match. And, then, it's, and a, then, it's a good solid heel win. Yeah. And, th- and then, well, no, that's a baby face win. Well, no, e it's a win against Seth. the heel is what I'm saying. Like, like, okay. It, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, Seth Rollins is a and, big, solid, established then, heel. Yeah, and then if people take to that because beating Seth Rollins doesn't have the oomph it used to, but it's still, it's still, he's the he's the number two heel on the show, I think. Then you see if he, then you see if the people take to Big E, and then you can put him in a match with Roman, and then hopefully build that. But they had been building that Roman Big E thing since they brought Big E over, and then it just you know typical three week. Vince getting tired of his toys type of thing. Make me laugh, Biggie type of thing goes on. I just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything no. else? Uh, no, I got nothing. All right, cool. We'll end it there then. You can follow me at crap game 13. You can follow Chris at DWATG and just follow the show at shake them ropes. 
Just going to try and get the audio correct this week. Uh, we'd once again like to thank our sponsors, Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ROPES, R-O-P-E-S. And also MyBookie.ag. Get up to $1,000 deposit bonus by using that same word, ROPES, R-O-P-E-S. We are part of the Voices of Wrestling Network on YouTube at Voices of Wrestling. So you can see our pretty faces and see how we troll each other and the looks we give there. Uh, Chris also does other podcasts. He will tell you about them now. Yeah. Uh, Don't Worry About the Government can be found over at Don'tWorry.tv on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify. Uh, we've got a, an AV Club episode coming up here in a few weeks on uh, unidentified flying objects which i'm really excited about uh we're we're looking yeah no yeah hoggins is rolling his eyes we're talking about baby we're talking about aliens baby friggin' aliens in a couple weeks i'm stoked it's like good good luck on those calls chris that's all i'm gonna say no it's it's gonna be a fun one i i can't wait the fbi is gonna come and get me the government's gonna take me away we're gonna get into the real truth people finally after all these years but we'll also be talking about uh standard news and politics along the way here you can find all that over at don'tworry.tv and no, I'm not really mad at Chris about the birthday thing. Jeez. Slapjack rules. 